Welcome to the podcast of the Las Vegas Rotary Club. My name is Jim Cole, and I'm proud to be the 96th president of Las Vegas Rotary. Las Vegas Rotary's main focus is on youth, specifically youth literacy and life skill development. If you're in town, we invite you to join us at the Lowry's Prime Rib at noon on Thursdays. You can also find more information about our meetings on lasvegasrotary.com. If you're unable to join us, we live stream our meetings on Facebook at noon Pacific time Thursdays. We hope you enjoy this podcast. Um, so at this time, it is my pleasure to introduce um, both uh, Patrick Miller and Elizabeth Harlow. Um, they are both from Park MGM. Patrick is a Notre Dame grad. Um, he came to Las Vegas and decided that he wanted to get into gaming, entertainment, and hospitality. He is uh, currently the president and chief operating officer of Park MGM, and his, uh, he oversees the operation and guest experience at the hotel. Um, Elizabeth... Uh, has 20 years in marketing and branding experience, and uh, she got her uh, degree in London. Um, not sure why she left London, but that's okay. <laughs> uh, she's a committed New Yorker. Uh, we had a little discussion about that since I'm a big Philly guy. Uh, we'll, we'll maybe I'll throw down later. Um, so she she's, uh, became enamored with the Bellagio, and she came here in 2014, and then in the fall of 2017, she joined the team to at the Park MGM to begin the new uh, the new branding of the hotel, and she's uh, believe. Are you going to speak first, Elizabeth? Uh, Patrick's going to speak first. Okay. Good afternoon, everyone. Thank you. Um, I got. I know you guys want to hear about Park MGM, but I have to comment a little bit about the meeting. Uh, I'm fortunate to be here. I haven't uh, I haven't been fed and entertained like this in a long time. That was really really fun. So. First of all, I've, I never got to follow a Miss Nevada. I don't think that'll ever happen again. So thank you. You're wonderful. Tremendous, uh, tremendous talent you have. And uh, I didn't know your president. I, I had a little, I thought he was having an Oscar Goodman moment with the two showgirls when Jim, Jim and the showgirls, but uh, there was no martini on his table. So it, uh, it's good to be here. Um, I love, uh, I have, I, I, what Jim didn't mention, uh, I think it was in my bio, but I uh, born and raised here in Las Vegas. And. Uh, love this town, love this community, and I was fortunate uh, to actually go through RILA, uh, which was nominated, not at the time, nominated uh, through this group in its history uh, to go when, uh, when I was uh, a, young, a young, uh, young gentleman or a young boy at that time, going through RILA, and it was a great experience. And I think um, this city, I've got, a gr I've got a great love for this city, as I know many of you do in this room, uh, especially if you're, you're born and raised here, but even if you've come here uh, in the last couple years, I think you know it's a special place. Uh, there's very few places that can raise $25,000 relatively fast. And you think about what else this city's done with, whether it's a, um, a, a brain institute or a cancer center, or you name the foundation or the special cause we need, uh, there's something special about Las Vegas and this community coming together. And knowing that Rotary's been at the core for 96 years, I'm, uh, am I 96? Is that right? 90-some years. Um, think about that. Uh, I think about my short career here and life here in Las Vegas and what it was like growing up in the you know late 70s and kind of knowing what was going on. Imagine what it was like 96 years ago and how special that is. And, and for this group to be there, you guys should be very proud. So thank you for letting me uh, come and talk about something that I'm also passionate about and I think is important to the city is, is our economic driver, the hospitality industry. Um, 
it, it's you know I don't know how many times you get uh, one of the industry uh, the hospitality industry to come and speak with you but uh, it's a special place we're always trying to reinvent Las Vegas and the next greatest thing and I think that's what makes that mindset a very entrepreneurial and innovative spirit of the town is what's the new greatest thing and we always elevate uh, this town with those those things and I'm excited to talk today about Park MGM. And I'm going to open up with just a, uh, a small video because I think anybody who's been in Vegas long enough knows how we usually do things in Las Vegas. And we did a little different here at uh, Park MGM. So uh, we'll, we'll show the video. that video together because it is different usually it's you know start over let's blow something up and and make a big show out of it and start over and I think um, it's special I'm, I'm honored and a little bit tired from trying to undertake this transformation of this property while remaining open and if you know anybody that worked at Monte Carlo or is now working at Park MGM on a personal note tell them they're doing a great job because operating a property through a transformation of this level, um, our parent company, MGM Resorts, is uh, spending just under $600 million on the project. And so that's a, that's a big change. Uh, it involved things like not having a pool for a summer, uh, you know, obviously turning off the power and changing, changing uh, turning off water in certain times. And you can only imagine the guest experience of what that is uh, for people that have to work there or the guests that have to stay there over that period. I think we had one restaurant for a while, or two restaurants. We had a, our casual dining was a Sabaros, and our gourmet restaurant was a Sabaros food court. Nothing wrong, but that's pretty much what we had for a while. And, and so the, as difficult as the transformation is, it's actually great to come and talk to individuals like you and people in the community, because if you, if you haven't been there, uh, you should walk through. There's, there's nothing of Monte Carlo left. It really is a new place. We've touched every bit of public space. Uh, every bit of back-of-the-house space has kind of been been undertaken. So if, it, if it's for a, a park theater show, we just had Queen in there, or maybe it's, uh, anybody heard of a hockey team called Vegas Knights? 
they play next door, kind of in our front yard, backyard. And so uh, if you go to a Vegas Knights game, uh, it's a great time to come over and see this property and see how you can kind of transform something without destroying it. And there's a lot of things about reimagining, uh, like rather than just destroying it. And uh, we, we love the term keeping our roots. And you'll see that when you walk into the lobby. And I got some photos later. Um, but I think that's important to also the spirit of what we are as a, as a company looking at um, how do you look for resources and how do you remain sustainable. Uh, and I know that's important to this group as well. So I've also, uh, Jim introduced Elizabeth, but I want her to come up because uh, I get, we get this question a lot. She's much more eloquent than me about what is, what is the brand? What is Park MGM? How is it different? Um, you know, is it Bellagio 2.0 or is it like a Cosmo or what is this, Cosmopolitan? Uh, and I think it's good to kind of see the brand because it, it is a, a slightly different approach. Uh, so with that, I'll turn, turn over to Elizabeth. Thank you, Patrick. Uh, good afternoon, everyone. I'm Elizabeth Harlow. I'm delighted uh, to be with your, you here and spend some time with you and kind of give you an overview about Park MGM. And what I'd like to do before we get into the actual property uh, is tell you a little bit about the brand. And I think that it's really important to understand where we came from and, and kind of what the motivation was behind building this brand and, and kind of what it means and what we stand for. So what I have here is our brand book. And all major brands have their version of a brand book. It's not about standards or process or procedure. It's much more about promises and values and the emotional connection that a brand is meant to build. It's meant to kind of convey who we are what we do differently and why people should care. So um, it's a lot about the positioning of the brand too. So um, with that, I will get right into it. And we like to say uh, Park MGM is what happens when unexpected people and ideas collide. And uh, for those of you who are not aware, uh, we have partnered with a group called the Sedell Group. They are based in New York City. Uh, they have a very boutique approach to hospitality. Their hotels are about two to maybe 200 rooms. Um, they're it's highly personalized, highly curated, and they've partnered with us, right? MGM Resorts International, the largest employer in Nevada, um, real powerhouse in the gaming um, and entertainment arena. So I think when we told people that we were partnering with each other, I think a few people were kind of scratching their heads and saying, how are these two entities really gonna work with one another? So um, we, before we launched Park MGM, we wanted to really get an understanding if this is a brand or an experience that people um, would travel to Las Vegas for, if it was something that people actually wanted. We didn't want to build a brand just based on our gut <laughs> instinct. We wanted it to be data-driven. So when we were doing that research, and obviously there, the research showed that there was a need and a desire for a brand like Park MGM, we uncovered what we call a couple of truths. Um, the first one is our brand truth. So we like to say we provide at Park MGM intimacy, but at scale. So uh, when you do come over to Park MGM, and I hope you all do, you'll see that we have a very intimate approach to um, an experience on the Strip. I, we're 3,000 rooms, which in Las Vegas is small, which always, you know, the scale of everything here is just, coming from New York, again, we're, you know, big hotel, like the biggest in New York City was 1,200 rooms, and, and here a 3,000 room hotel is considered small. Um, it, it, 
you'll find that it's intimate, that we've got nooks, we've got crannies, uh, we have moments that are very unexpected and very um, atypical from what a, a Las Vegas experience would be. So that's what we say, we provide intimacy at scale. We also like to say that inspiration is the new souvenir. People are traveling more, they're craving these experiences that they can take with them. They want to be inspired. It's less about conspicuous material consumption and more about kind of collecting those moments um, that inspire you. Um, you'll see, uh, again, as I mentioned, I hope you do come and visit us, that uh, we um, like to say we cultivate the original. Uh, we have a tremendous amount of art within our property. We have a very deliberate approach to the pieces that the property is curated with. Um, not only in the public space, but also in all of the rooms, in all of our restaurants. Uh, we have a very um, high appreciation for artists, for creatives, and the like. And th that leads me to this next slide. And this is our target audience. Um, I, we've, we've termed our target audience as the iconoclast. It's a made-up word. But us marketers like to, to make up words. Um, but really, the, the creative, it's the creative class, right? The people, we love artists, we love writers, we love musicians, actors, actresses. That's our target audience. Um, and we've done everything. Uh, the whole approach that we've done is really kind of with this guest in mind, who didn't, what we were seeing from the research, really have a home or a place to go in Las Vegas. So that's kind of what we were driving home. We also think that inspiration is contagious. So certainly today and um, learning more about Rotary today has been inspiring to me and that, uh, that in turn hope will inspire myself to do something similar. So I think that's how creative energy spreads, right? In inspiration can be uh, contagious. And then every brand has those three key words that really sum them up uh, very succinctly and very clearly. And ours are, we are a romantic. We are passionate. Um, we're not afraid to show our passion. We are intrepid. I always say I, um, I know that I'm part of something very special at Park MGM. What we're doing is so different than anything else in the market. And I think that we are surprising and we're breakthrough. So that's what we mean when we say we are intrepid. And lastly, we're alive. We want to be human. We want to not be anonymous and huge in scale. We want to be approachable and alive and evolve with culture. And then lastly, we have three brand promises. We always want to be a patron of creativity. As I mentioned before, whether that's the artists that we have chosen to be part of uh, the experience to hosting live music series or vinyl sessions or any kind of platform uh, that we can provide to artists, um, primarily in Las Vegas, but of course, around the world as well. Always find the small within the big, and that's what I referenced before, that intimacy at scale. We have these beautiful little rooms and moments that are so unexpected uh, from a Las Vegas integrated resort. And with that, um, I, our TV commercial is very exciting. It's coming out next week. I can't believe it. It's been something that's been a year in the making. Uh, we will be on broadcast TV. Um, you'll see us, I hope, or else I haven't done my job. Um, but that launches next week. And you'll see also on our TV commercial, you will not think it's for a Las Vegas resort. It is very different. It is highly creative. Um, there's 
a very sweet voiceover coupled with broad sweeping vistas. So um, paradox sparks inspiration. There is kind of a tension there that you'll see in the TV commercial, but keep an eye out for it. And I, I close on this slide and then I'll turn it back over to Patrick, but this kind of sums up who we are and who we're not. Again, we're a very different brand than what, you've, than what Las Vegas knows. Uh, we're, clay, we're subtle and we're playful and we're curious. We don't take ourselves too seriously. We're not cocky. We're not shape-shifting or offensive. So really this kind of defines who we are and who we're not. And you'll see it. Um, I, I, please come visit us. You'll see that the Park MGM experience is very, very different. And I think you'll find it very surprising. And as Patrick mentioned, you will not recognize it um, from the old Monte Carlo. It has changed dramatically. And I am thrilled, absolutely thrilled to be there because I do think it's, it's very special. So um, with that, I can turn it back over to Patrick. That's the brand. Now Patrick's going to walk you through uh, the property and where we are. So Patrick. Uh, that was great. Thank you very much. I love, I love that last slide with the what we are not. I think so much of Las Vegas uh, has been built around that arresting kind of jarring component of uh, maybe shock, shock value to some degree. And I think we drew, and, and Elizabeth mentioned the, the sweeping vistas and the commercial and that, we drew a lot on the, on the locale and the desert and the artists we chose and, and what a little bit about more of the authenticity of what Las Vegas is and, and drew on, on at least certainly um, drove a lot of the decisions we make to stay true uh, to this town and what we do, which has been exciting. Um, so this is our lobby. I'm going to just do kind of a visual walkthrough as a guest as you would uh, maybe come in through. Um, notable here, obviously, is that Elizabeth mentioned the artwork. There's two big pieces here. One is a artist, uh, Enrique Oliveira out of uh, Brazil, who does, this is probably one of his smaller sculptures of wood he obtained through the desert uh, and built this kind of a root system. Uh, and I always love to say that because it goes back to that keeping our roots, changing our leaves, and it, it stayed the core, and it, it kind of anchors our, uh, our main lobby area. Uh, and there's another work behind there, which is a dual medium, really cool uh, artist that painted, and then another artist was a graphic digital artist. And together, separately, they look like a really bad TV screen and a really bad painting, uh, but together it creates this... Uh, slight animation of uh, sitting under a tree canopy. Uh, one second, I know I'm going. So notable of this, and talk about a 3,000-room hotel, uh, we're the first property for MGM Resorts to really get rid of a front desk and go to an automated kiosk. We have not replaced service. We added a whole uh, service level to have a person there to help that process. Uh, but at the end of the day, we've kind of changed check-in, which was our number one thing from about a 10 to 15 minute process to about a three to seven minute process. So depending on how, when you come. So uh, that's been a big change for there. Uh, here's some side shots of the room. Uh, again, residential feel. You see some of the artwork here uh, that really plays a role into something that you would have uh, in your house that you may curate, create some photo. Rather than uh, what normal hotels usually have done, you buy 3,000 of the same photo and you slap it on the left wall uh, across the TV. And there's about... 30 different schemes throughout the room. Some of the artwork obviously repeats, but in the end of the day, uh, it's much more dynamic than what you would see. Another look. Uh, we also changed the setup of the room. Um, traditional it was, you have your bed and you place it directly across the TV and then you put the desk over there in the corner uh, and we changed it up. Obviously, 
TVs are now flat screen, and uh, you know, and, and so you put those against a wall. You uh, make the bed adjacent, and you can create a great sitting area here uh, that allows you to watch TV or sit down. Um, gone is the traditional desk. We know a lot of our travelers, and again, data driven. Uh, they're doing a lot of work off of their mobile devices, sitting on a couch, sitting in their in their bed, uh, maybe typing out some emails. So that's been a big change. Here's a shot of our pool. Uh, we redid the pool. We used to have a lazy river and a, and a wave pool and, and kind of what I call the, the sleepy lagoon. Much more exciting now. Let's come in. Another look at that pool scene. Again, it's a lot more refined. Don't think uh, day club or the heavy thumping music. Uh, much more relaxing atmosphere. Uh, so obviously all the restaurants got done. Right off uh, adjacent to that lobby check-in where that Roots uh, artwork piece was is our three-meal-a-day dining, what we call Primrose, uh, really more of a restaurant style. Here's the exterior of Primrose. So it's got a great patio garden. For those of you that go to Vegas Nights Game, we're doing uh, kind of a, a fully family wine tailgater here uh, before the game. So it's a good place to stop off and uh, before you go into the game, a little pregame. Uh, Bavette's, anybody been to Bavette's here? Wow, right? I should get, yeah, yeah, it's, it, is, uh, it is a great experience. Um, it's a Chicago classic, st- I don't want a classic, it's a new classic in Chicago because there's a lot of great uh, steakhouses in Chicago. Uh, none of the photos do this justice. I always feel like I go back uh, not just in uh, a different place or city, I go back in time. Uh, it's a really special experience. Uh, so uh, bring, your, uh, bring your reading glasses and a flashlight too. It's a little dark in there, but... It's really fun. Uh, here's a shot of a bar off of, off of that, kind of a, a great cocktail lounge, Juniper Lounge. Uh, and, and the premise of this lounge, obviously, high-end drinks. We were, I was talking with Michael at our table, and he said, I used to go see Frank Sinatra for $10. I don't think you can get a drink here for less than 15 but it's, it's great. It's 20 Is it 20 uh, I think it was 12 30. Anyway, there's a, one of the cocktails there, but it's, uh, Vegas has certainly changed. Um, but it's a great place, and al- almost all the cocktails are highly Instagrammable kind of moments where they're special. Uh, here's our sports bar, another unique uh, component of what we've done here, at least for our company. Uh, we combine two great things, the sports bar and the sports book, uh, two great things that I think are, are symbiotic and go together, and so our, our sports book and our, our sports bar are actually one unit called Moneyline, uh, and it's really fun, fun place to, to go during a game pre-post uh, and watch whatever you need. So that's where we're at today. Uh, all the rooms are done, uh, the Park MGM rooms. Uh, most of the public space is done. Of course, we have Park Theater. If you haven't seen a show there, it's, it's, it's been done for a while. Uh, and I thought, I'd, uh, while I have some time, is to bring you up to speed of what's left because uh, we really finish at the end of this year and give you a little timeline of what's left. Um, Nomad, which is the top four floors of Park MGM, is our hotel within a hotel. And the best way I've been able to describe it, people who know Las Vegas, think of how Four Seasons lives in Mandalay Bay, where it's got a separate arrival, separate check-in, separate elevators that go up to those rooms. You don't really know you're in this big tower until you go up there. It seems like a small Four Seasons. Uh, Nomad is like that. 292 rooms. Uh, This is our partners out of New York that they've got their flagship hotel there. All hardwood floors throughout the rooms. This is a rendering of the classic room. Uh, kind of the standard room you come in, and obviously tons of sweet product in there as well. Um, also at Nomad, do we have Nomad restaurant there? We might not. Okay, so Nomad is also known for the, um, their restaurant, uh, helmed by Daniel Hume and Will Gadara, 
who also run another little restaurant called Eleven Madison Park, recently named number one restaurant in the world. Uh, these guys know how to cook and know how to entertain and nomad. Uh, there are other restaurants like top 50 in the nation, uh, so really good. We're bringing them to Las Vegas. Roy Choi, you may, might know this guy, that also known as the son of L.A. He kind of resurgence of the food truck and the renaissance of food truck uh, in Los Angeles. And uh, he does a Korean hybrid, and he's going to come in and do a sit-down restaurant with us here at Park MGM. And that he opens in, uh, I should talk about Nomad, his uh, first rooms come online October 12th, really the grand opening November 9th. Uh, Roy Choi is in uh, mid-December. Uh, these two... These guys look a lot alike. They're twins. Uh, the Houston brothers uh, are a nightclub empire out of Los Angeles. They've got 14 different spots down there, but not mega clubs, velvet ropes, very experiential, very intimate uh, settings, uh, which really an experience, not a, not a mega nightclub. And they're, they're building a place called On the Record here uh, at Park MGM, which will open on New Year's Eve weekend. And then finally, really the capstone uh, of the project, other than Lady Gaga, she's also coming, she's part of that capstone, uh, is Italy at the end of the year. And, and hopefully some of you may know or not know that product. It is really an Italian uh, marketplace that really does everything, retail, uh, food and beverage components. And this sits right on the Las Vegas Boulevard, um, and it is a major attraction. Uh, we've gotten the most kind of commentary and feedback how exciting as we look at groups coming in that they're excited about Italy coming in. If you haven't seen one, there's about 40 worldwide. I think there's three, four in the U.S., uh, two in New York, Chicago, and Los Angeles just opened. Uh, this will be the fifth outlet in the U.S., and uh, all, every one of them very highly successful, so we're excited to bring that here at Italy. So that's a quick review of the property. Uh, do we have time for questions, or do you have... Oh, perfect. Great questions. I know there's a hard 130 out. I don't want to get in trouble. Yeah. You need a mic. Sorry. Patrick, can you hit on the ideation? Because that is that in the Madison Great. is my my favorite aspects. Thanks, Janice. Appreciate that. So um, we've got we original meeting space at Monte Carlo is about 30,000 square feet. We've more than doubled that uh, when you think about the space. But we would, didn't want to just double banquet space. Uh, there's a lot of rooms and restaurants you can use space like you, you are here at Lowry's, but um, we wanted to look for innovative space that meeting planners all over the world are looking for. And how do you, and that's another Vegas component of what, what do we need to do different? And there's two spaces that we decided on. One is uh, what we refer to as our, what we call our Madison Meeting Center, and it's really an all-inclusive model for the meeting planner. Uh, they would come in, and rather than... Uh, we, we basically, you know, you pick your menu and go through. There's a set menu... Uh, that is set every day. And your meeting group was really like a low-frills meeting component where you come into the room, do what you need to do. Maybe it's launch a product. Maybe it's inform your team about uh, a, new, uh, a new issue that you're working on or new staffing development. And so it's really about effective meetings. So meeting planners love this uh, because it's not about the pomp and circumstances of linen tables and what am I, how am I going to decor the room. The room is fully functional, what we like to call plug-and-play. Plug and that's really what meeting planners want to do is I want to get in, get the information across to the team or the group that I'm with, make sure they're fed and ate, and then get out the door. And so we love that product. Uh, the other product she mentioned was our ideation lab. And this is more of that Fortune 500 company or the select group that wants to go in there and really take your team and envelop them and, and, and own that experience for, hey, we're going we're gonna to do a major strategic planning of our company or our business 
or really figure out some deals where you, you're going to have to come together and maybe break apart for, for special, special components to kind of solve some problems with the goal of maybe spending two, three days at Park MGM and coming out there a different company or a new company or, or figure out how to take over another company. And that's really what Ideation Lab is about, about uh, spawning that creativity uh, that Elizabeth talked about amongst a small group. So we're, thank you for teeing that up for me. Appreciate it. I had a question here. Yeah. So uh, I just want to give you some feedback as a local who just recently visited there. Uh, beautiful eye candy, really nice job. But as I, I walk in there, I didn't find, like, any compelling reason that I'd want to come back. <laughs> it oh. seemed like everything that was being done was to try and draw you out to the T-Mobile Plaza where there was much more excitement and restaurant choices and everything else and kind of a just a coffee shop and a steakhouse. Uh, as, a, as a local, it wouldn't drive me there. Although I walked inside Bavette's, it was beautiful in there. But, you know, there's every place here has got a steakhouse. Uh, I miss what was at the original Monte Carlo, which was a Chinese restaurant and uh, a uh, Mexican restaurant and steak and uh, a sports pub. And, you know, there, there's none of that variety there. Uh, but I, I can see how, you know, a guest coming in from out of town and, and the attractions of the rooms would be there. So... My question is basically, did, are you really trying to attract locals there? Because I don't think you've got uh, the kind of magnet that the other casino properties al along the Strip really have to try and great, bring a great much question. Well, what was your name? Uh, <laughs> let's see. Uh, mm, no, no. Steve. I, is, it, no is, is it Steve? Chip Cole, that's my Chip, name. Chip, thank you. Chip, <laughs> no, I'm Chip, thank you for your question. And more importantly, thank you for your honesty and transparency. I'm sure everyone in here loves parking by MGM Resorts, right, on the Strip. No one loves that. That's not a popular thing. So uh, I embrace uh, unpopular questions and, and maybe difficult things. Uh, you're right. We're not a locals destination uh, per se. I mean, it, it's not, you know, most of Las Vegas Strip wasn't designed for that. If you look at our, I don't want to call them competitors, but in the market, if you look at stations or, or Boyd or someone who really uh, caters to that clientele, it's much different things movie theaters, higher level of video poker, um, different level of restaurants. You notice we didn't talk about a buffet. So we aren't specifically meant for that. However, um, there's a lot more to come. I touched on a couple restaurants. Italy is not one restaurant. Italy is about 15 restaurants within Italy. Uh, Roy Choi is one. I didn't mention La La Noodles as a Chinese. Uh, we do have a couple other spaces behind doors I haven't really talked about. Uh, for plans to invest in some other restaurants. But we know we're going to expand our restaurant component there. And I do believe if you, I do believe locals come to T-Mobile and they're going to come, they're going to want to go to Park, Park MGM. So that's, that's part of the push on that too is knowing that. So thank you, Chip. I appreciate the question. I hope next time you're on property I can walk you around. We'll give you email that's good. We're good. That's good. It's not Chip. Uh, One more question. Uh, you have mentioned a while ago that you are facing off the front desk. So how secured is that when you're checking in or filtering people, you know, for security purposes? Yes, yeah. so security is at the utmost, and I think everyone knows, you know, identity fraud is, is rampant in, in the world and what happens. So um, it's not unlike an airport check-in component where there's security protocol with credit card and, uh, and identification. I think the one key point is we actually require... Uh, for, for Nevada Housing to have 
identification to know who's staying in our rooms. Uh, so there's a check on that through the process of recording that component. So um, the kiosks are set up in a way to kind of hide where other people, where if you have financial, none of that credit card information comes up. Uh, the room key itself is not, it's really spit out of, um, you get your number and you don't get a ticket or anything with your number on it and then your key just comes out. So there's separation there. So no one knows that Patrick Miller is staying in room 27 or whatever it may be. So there are security protocols in place as well. So thank you. Thank you so much. That's, uh, that's okay. the time we have for now. Um, but I'd like to present uh, each of you uh, with a Share What You Can Award. And it's a certificate. And we will give a uh, meal to a needy veteran in your name. So thank you for coming. We really appreciate it. Thank you. If you are a member of the fundraising committee, would you please stand up? All fundraising committee members, please stand up. We just have a round of applause. They did really good work and raised a ton of money. So thank you very, very much. Okay, so as we leave here today, uh, let us go forth in the world in peace, be of good courage, hold fast to that which is good, render to no one evil for evil, strengthen the faint-hearted, support the weak, help the afflicted, honor all persons, love and serve each other, rejoicing in the fellowship of Rotary, be people of action, be the inspiration. Meeting adjourned. We hope you enjoyed this podcast of our latest meeting. If you'd like to know more about our projects or are interested in membership in the club, please visit us at lasvegasrotary.com. Now go forth and be the inspiration.